Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to see between me and another comedian about religion and comedy. These are conversations I'm calling Disorganized Religion. God bless. And for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. Hey, nerds. Welcome to another edition of Disorganized Religion. I'm your host, Seth Lawrence, as always. And this time, I am joined by the magnificent, the unique, the wonderful I, Yoshihara. I, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How are things going? Great. Great, great, great. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very convincing. That was very convincing. <laughs> very good. Um, I and I host a weekly open mic through Flappers, the uh, the the Zoom edition. I don't know if we're going to both be brought on as live hosts when Flappers finally opens for real. Do you have any thoughts? What do you think? I, yeah, because be... it, live live ones always have two hosts, so yeah. we will both. Yeah, and then one will do tech, and one will do talking. Uh, right. host and then halfway through we switch and so yeah halfway through the like four hour open mic they host there every <laughs> yeah. night right yeah now were you hosting that mic in real life before mm-hmm. the yeah. pandemic yeah before pandemic yeah I, I hosted every friday yeah oh and then they moved you to saturday when the pandemic hit huh? yeah yeah gotcha when gotcha. zoom zoom they moved me to saturday Right, right. Yeah. So how long have you been doing stand-up? Stand-up itself is like three and how, almost four years, I think. Okay. And then I did improv 10 years prior to that. You did improv for 10 years? For 10 years, yeah. Oh my gosh. So where did you do improv? Uh, mainly UCB. Uh-huh. Yeah, but can you imagine? I didn't speak much in a good English. And I, mean, I, don't, I still don't speak good English, but my Stop. English was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, so, so, okay, so where, where did you move from originally? Where are you from originally? From Japan, uh, from Niigata, is a northern Japan. Okay. And I moved to Texas for, as an uh, exchange student. Got and, it. And it's called Belton, Texas, tiny Christian town. Sure. <laughs> so you fit, you fit right in in Belton. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> loved us. <laughs> <laughs> So did you yeah. come over with a group of exchange students or yes. was it just you? Yeah, it's all a group of us. Almost okay. like 60 of us, I think. Oh, wow. So it was yeah. a pretty big group. Pretty actually. big group. Yeah. So basically, and then we were there during the summer vacation. So like we didn't have many American <laughs> students there. So like we were like, uh, what are we doing here? You know, <laughs> with three yeah. months. So yeah. were you taking classes over summer? Is that... Um, it's a, or you just uh, arrived at summer during the summer. It's during this. It's a exchange student program. So I I went to um, community college in Japan, and then gotcha. the, the part of the program we go to America for three months, uh-huh. and to our sister school, and which is in Texas, and gotcha. then we studied there, and then I came back, and then. Uh, to japan and i went back to come came back to america six months later gotcha okay yeah so when you came back six months later was it as a as an exchange like as a permanent exchange student or yeah yeah permanent exchange student and i went to reno 
Nevada, uh, oh, University okay. of uh, yeah, Nevada, uh, Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Right, right. And what yeah. was that experience like? Did you? Uh, was it because mean, Texas and Reno, like mm-hmm. Belton, Texas, and Reno, Nevada, seem uh-huh. like very different places, but maybe yes. they're not. Very different. Uh, Reno was much better. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <say>. wow. Yes. <laughs> Reno really was better. Belton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne, Texas was ooh, quite, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, yes, very, 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 very. They're sweet people, but also stabbed <laughs> in the back. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's. I mean, Christians are are best at that. <laughs> we we have a, a few skills, and one is being nice to your face. <laughs> oh, it's very nice. I I I, I but I I thought uh, I thought it was genuine. I I you know. I, sure. I, I, I got fooled and then <laughs> oh later they gosh. yeah that's they amazing yeah. okay so but your plan was your plan always to come to the states or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, the reason was I wanted to get out of Japan that was my main, oh, okay. <laughs> main why thing. why why did you want to get out of I mean I guess yeah. other than this like you know just everybody kind of wants to spread their wings when mm-hmm. you know as they're growing up but was there a different reason why you wanted out of Japan I think it's also uh, Japan uh, as growing up as uh, growing up as a girl was mm. really tough for me because I was too opinionated and I was like I was a rebel. I was always like, oh yeah, yeah, because elders and men they tell me like if if, if they say okay this is uh, this is black, and yeah. I have to say yes this is black. Uh. I ha- I can't say no this isn't this is blue <laughs> like blue you know oh, <laughs> i can't yeah some that type of um uh yeah i got in trouble a lot and also like men you know our elders always tell me what to do oh uh-huh. you shouldn't say that you shouldn't you know don't say that because you're a girl don't do that because we're a girl oh. and i got so pissed every time <laughs> sure so now is that, um, I mean, is that pretty cultural yeah. or is it like, are, what kind of town or city are you, are you from in Japan? Is it smaller? Bigger? Small. Are there any small towns in Japan? Are they all just big? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. My, I, uh, I grew up in the middle of the rice farm. It's like gotcha. a rice farm and in the little tiny, like uh, residential area, this tiny town now it's nothing like uh when i grow up but that's my city and town hometown is like they got big got big yeah but when i grew up i was like a wild little animal <laughs> <I find running>. that <laughs> yeah. shocking that's so difficult to believe um interesting yeah so i mean you growing up there's kind of a stereotype at least in america mm-hmm. that you know rural towns these kind of farming communities are a bit more traditionally minded you know to put it mm-hmm. nicely some would say closed-minded or um, even misogynistic you know more patriarchal super. focused is it a, whereas the cities are more progressive you know more more liberal is it a similar issue culturally in japan or no pretty much yeah same okay. same but um my the city the, the hometown i was living was um nobody was a farmer and we, it's a, they have they just have wanted to have a house you know houses so yeah. they so most of them uh my my parent my dad was businessman and my mom worked 
like little part-time jobs but it's um so and also my dad moved a lot when he was young Mm -hmm. and so he was not like uh very conservative um farm people he was more like when i was like came home like mad and crying and and you know my teacher said you know i'm i I can't do that because i'm a girl and then my dad was like um it's okay you know (laughs) yeah you know don't worry about it you know just so he was very modern uh very Mm. supportive about um, women speaking up so i was really lucky that part so it was really just everyone else you had to deal with yeah in your town yeah gotcha so okay so you're you're dying to get out of japan your small Mm -hmm. town in japan you make it to big city (laughs) reno nevada (laughs) (laughs) that's great and then i mean have you ever been back to japan or have you just stayed in the states since then um i've been uh first seven years i didn't go back to japan okay i think and then after that i go back now i go back every couple of years got it got it yeah and, and all of your older. family is still in japan yeah. then i think yeah it. are you yeah. are you an only child i forget i thought you had a sister but maybe not. i had a sister yeah and yeah and now i'm only child gotcha yeah gotcha yeah. uh crazy so your parents are still in japan and you mm-hmm. see them every few years so what what got you started in in comedy how did you go from reno nevada to <laughs> la comedian what did so you study I, wait well what, what did you study in college okay so first of all okay uh, wait, wait i say i i chose america because I, um i was thinking if i get out of japan yeah. where i'm gonna go and i i chose america because i I, it's the I, best, obviously. Yeah, yeah, because no, why? uh, why'd you pick? Why'd you pick the states? I really liked the River Phoenix. The, he the was who? River Phoenix. Oh, okay. That uh, um, yeah, movie, a star back then. Yeah. Yeah, but he was already dead. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, okay, all right. So you yeah. picked him, okay? Good. Yeah. But, yeah, but I was hoping that I can find someone like him. So I moved to America. Sure. And in then Reno, Nevada. And end up in Reno, Nevada. Yeah. And then I found out that um, you know, I wanted to help out my parents paying tuition, but I couldn't work. In, yeah. uh, international students are not allowed to work. Right. Um, right. so I found out the hotel management major. Mm. I can get working permit because working thousand hours uh, as, as a experience. Uh, um, yeah, working. I have to work thousand hours and yeah. working experience to get, graduate. So hmm. that was the only major that I can work outside campus and make regular pay. Right. So I transferred to UNLV. Okay. In Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was a Sin City school. Back yeah. then, I don't know now, but I've never seen so many girls wear such a skimpy clothes in <laughs> campus. I was like, uh, wow. <laughs> that's great. I think that's just, yeah, as you say, Sin City. That's, that's Sin Vegas, City. baby. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think that's sort of a college trend. Um, yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I did my undergrad at Brigham Young University, which is a religious school. So they actually uh-huh. have a dress code that, that mm. students had to follow. So it wasn't as bad at BYU when, mm-hmm. where I went. My wife and I then did graduate school at uh, UNC Chapel Hill. And mm-hmm. yeah, crazy, crazy. There, yeah. you'd, you'd be walking in campus and I'd be like, is she wearing pants? Or yeah. is <laughs> just a shirt. I don't know. Like, what's going on? Yeah crazy yeah yeah or that's why i don't know i was thinking after the school is she's going to work stripping or something (laughs) i mean las vegas maybe so yeah Yeah. uh okay so you take hotel management because you want to work for the trump tower hotel (laughs) maybe marriott i don't know Uh, just so you can get a job yeah just get a job yeah yeah but i end up working at caesar's palace oh all right not bad yeah Yeah. lots of hotels in vegas yeah Uh, it's got to be a pretty big market out there that's great so then i mean was it the performance bug of Mm -hmm. vegas that got you to be like "Ah, i think i could do stand-up did you see some terrible acts go through caesar's palace and you're like i could do that no, actually, no, I didn't do stand up in Vegas. The guy or I improv, was, I guess. Improv. improv no, nothing. I didn't start at improv and stand up in LA. I didn't do anything. I did acting in Vegas. Oh. Oh. I started acting. Actually, but the guy who I was dating in Vegas, he was doing stand up. And oh, I was, okay. I saw him bombing day night after night. No <laughs> I was kidding. like I was like, why, why he wants to do that? I hadn't been doing that. And I I wasn't, I had, wasn't dream of doing stand-up. Yeah. Like he was going to the whole, you know, place and doing open mics. And then like, yeah. And then, then I was doing acting because I started acting because I was really shy talking to American people. Yeah. Because I was so afraid to speak in English. Right. Learning a new language is so yeah. difficult. Yeah. So someone told me, like, if you don't know what to say, then why don't you take acting class? You don't need to think about what you're going to say. Oh, <laughs> the so line, give you a yeah. script. Oh, script. very interesting. Okay. Line is right there. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then I took it and it was fun and it was, but it was a lot harder than I thought. But I really yeah. love that, you know, being vulnerable and, and you know, express emotion yeah you know so then my acting teacher told me like if you want to be in an entertainment business uh there's not much going on in vegas you have to be magician or a stripper right and i thought neither so you became a magician huh i i wish i i had i'm not flexible at all i just can't (laughs) get in in the box (laughs) no way that's a magician's assistant assistant, right you don't have to do that you be the man you know be the woman on stage i don't think i can gotcha okay so So that's why you need to get out to la yeah or arguably new york but la is Mm -hmm. geographically much closer yeah okay so that's what brought you to la was acting yeah okay yeah gotcha so then how did you make the move from acting to improv was it just uh kind of a credit you needed with acting yeah because i was you know i'm weird and i every time i don't when I was totally doing, <laughs> when doing acting class, all the 
and exercises, teacher said, you're funny, naturally funny. You don't need to try to be funny. Just sure. who you are is funny. But he said, like, I should do comedy. So, okay. Yeah. And then, but, but if people do comedy, they had back then had a, a lot of in, improv training mm-hmm. you know, to be on the sitcom or whatever, you know. Sure. So that's what that's the reason I started improv. But gotcha. my English was not good enough to do improv. Half the I mean, time I had no idea what's going on in the right. scene. <laughs> that, I mean, honestly, that sounds like a nightmare. I know I know yeah. French fairly well, but mm-hmm. I would never dream of doing French like improv in French. In French yeah. Alone, like even stand up. Stand up in French seems terrifying. So wow, I didn't know you speak French. I do. Yeah, I do. Wow. French. Yes. Wow. Yes. But I would never do what you're doing. Go to a foreign country. Like, I would never move to France to be like, hey, I'm going to pursue my dream and try to find River Phoenix yeah. in Paris. <laughs> um, or I guess for me, yeah. what? Gerard Depardieu. That's who I find. Gerard. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So then you get into improv. And what makes you move from improv to mm-hmm. stand up? Because I mean, you talk about being shy in Japan mm-hmm. and you're making, I mean, I, I imagine if I met you in Japan, you'd be a totally different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so what brought yeah. you to stand-up? What brought you to the light that is stand-up comedy? Stand-up is, a, um, I was, so so I feel like a stand-up was, I had, you know, I had a bunch of, uh, teammates right so when i we oh, go down improv, yeah. improv we yeah. go down together when we <laughs> right. bomb we bomb together so yeah, i do. wasn't <laughs> yeah, stand up i was to me like stand up was so scary because if you bomb you bomb by yourself right right so, i had this exact same thought i moved right? from improv to stand up as well yeah right yeah. so where did you study improv what did you do i did improv all in provo utah Oh, so I did cool. it with a small troupe at uh, Comedy Sports. There's a Comedy Sports and Comedy, Comedy Sports. Works out here in LA. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I never did anything out here in LA, but uh, but yeah. Oh, Anyhow, so this I is your see. story, I. This oh, is okay, your okay, story. Okay, so okay, you're okay. terrified of bombing alone on stage. Yeah, yeah. Totally fair. I Tor- completely sympathize. Yeah, and then 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 ten years later, I thought it's a improv. It's a really hard work because I'm. I'm always like coordinating group and then, you know, booking teacher or coach oh. and then, you know, people put together people. And I had at one point I had an info practice six days a week. Yeah. And I had six, seven, six or seven uh, teams and that I was, I was in, right. I was, I managed like maybe two teams and then I was in somebody else's team right. other nights. And it's right. like, were you doing classes with UCB also? Yeah. Yeah. I was doing class. So and you basically I'm, lived at UCB at their theater. <laughs> I, I, I think thanks to UCB, they gave me like uh, six classes at scholarship. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Those can be pricey. Yeah. Yeah so oh, expensive awesome. so right. and and i did an uh, internship so they gave me another how many classes six or four or six classes gotcha. so yeah so they were yeah yeah great oh that's were, awesome yeah all so, right so but yeah. but i mean what drove you to stand so you're scared of so, bombing on stage what how'd you get over that 
and then like, and whatever I'm, after 10 years i'm done, 10 years, done with this. yeah i feel like i'm i'm comfortable on stage i'm okay mm-hmm. and now and i'm just start you know don't don't want to do any scheduling with other people you know, you know when we have a show hey who's available on the saturday night da, 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 right. who's available and then like you know is some people like oh i can't do this i can't do that and then oh i don't have money and i can't come to the practice and yeah. so it'll mess up all everybody else's money too you know because sure. we have to pay like 60 or 80 dollars to our uh to the coach every two hours so Jeez. yeah so yeah. yeah i was like you know what i don't want to do that anymore so stand up I can just book myself. <laughs> I can I, yeah, yeah. schedule by it's myself. Done. Yeah. You're having the show. Yeah. Wow. But I miss I miss improv a lot too because you know there's a team, the friends and teams, you know. Right. You, right. I mean the, can... the thing that I remember and in talking to some people is generally speaking, improv people are a bit more upbeat, uh-huh. happier. Happier, I guess. Stand up people are a bit more cynical. <laughs> <laughs> a little jaded uh yes much more depressed yes so uh, at least more vocally so yeah and lonely you know yeah, very yeah. lonely but i also get the sense improv are sort of the catholics of the comedy world they're nice to your face mm-hmm. but there might be some backstabbing that's going on oh yeah the scenes did you experience any of that or no uh, i don't know like uh la i feel like in la improv if you are not nice you can't survive Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's you can, good to know. Yeah. yeah. Because if you are not a nice person, eventually you, nobody wants to work with you. Sure. You yeah. Don't want, yeah. No one wants to put you in a team or. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's different and, than kind of being backstabby. But I guess maybe not. Because I mm, guess the word would get around. Although I don't yeah. know. How do you backstab people in improv? I don't know. Like, um, uh, what are it? We have to kick out a few people from you know team. Mm, oh, and, I guess that would be true, right? As yeah, class right. Kind of comes up, sort of like yeah. well, we want better talent or different talent. Mm-hmm. Or Chad, really, yeah. There's always one crazy one in a Just team. One? Just one. Uh, yeah. I was, I was, I was two. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh my god. So I hate, you know, kick people out of the team, but. Yeah. Sometimes team has to yeah. take out the you know, right. Team. Right. I mean, if you want to get better as a group, yeah. Sometimes it takes uh, kind of sloughing off the dead weight. Yeah. yeah. Man, but that would be that would be a bad uh, and a very negative aspect. Of yeah. Yeah. That would be tough. Mm-hmm. I I never really did improv in L.A. because it seemed like a full time job in L.A. Yes. I mean, you're, you're doing classes during the day, and then you're practicing, auditioning at night, you're performing at night. And like, you know, we moved to LA, I already had two kids. We knew another one was coming. And so I was like, I can't just like, I don't have time. I can't go, you know, to downtown LA at three in the afternoon. That's when I need to be picking up my kids from school. Yeah. So I just never, I just like, it's not going to happen. So I'll do stand up. I'll do stand up and just commit to stand up. I think that was a good move though. They were good. Yeah. I think so. I was also worried about finding a good group. The group that mm-hmm. I that I was with in Utah was like, I I felt like I gelled with them and it worked mm-hmm. out. I I think they probably looked at me like, hey, dead weight, because I I really <laughs> could not like 
a big part of improv is kind of being a renaissance man, you know, and I could not sing and rhyme on stage to save my life. I can't. Oh my gosh. So, so difficult. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to find another group that's going to put up with me here. So I'm just going to do stand up. I'm just going to do stand up. So after a decade, you do stand up. I want to know what do you love about stand up Uh and, and maybe a good and bad experience when you, so far, so far in your stand-up career, uh, for stand-up career, in yeah, good so and bad. Your, so, so what drew you? To, like, why did you do stand-up other than just being sick, or uh-huh. was it just your? I'm sick of scheduling. I want to stay in comedy. I'm sick mm-hmm. of flaking out with you know these other people on my team. I mm-hmm. just want to be independent. Was that really independent. what that pushed was, you to stand up? Yeah, and Got also it. I feel like. Um, UCB, I, I appreciate the you know classes and all that stuff, but you know, I don't see a little bit uh the the the, the what's it called the artistic director at the time. The yeah. uh I was and I she wasn't managing school that well. Mm-hmm. I didn't I, I didn't agree with it, her like sense of humor. And then, so I was like, oh. then I left the, I left UCB and um, start doing stand up too. And also like I was, I also start to write my own material. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. stand up is perfect because I want to say my opinion and in my, right. uh, right jokes yeah that's so, what stand-up is that's all stand-up is yeah material material yeah, yeah. So, gotcha all right yeah. so where did you do your first open mic very first open mic oh man <gasps> i don't even remember where i did the first it must be must be um second city maybe Oh, sure. Because they have what they used to do one. Was it every Wednesday they would do one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to sign up in advance. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I was so afraid to bomb a regular open mic. So I took a class first. Got it. Okay. Learn how to write jokes. Second City? Second City, yeah. Because UCB doesn't have the stand up uh, classes. So I went to Second City and I cheated on. (laughs) <laughs> to second right. city, on UCB. UCB. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. To, and then yeah. yeah, and then my it. first teacher was wonderful, and he was great, and then yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's crazy. So, yeah. I've I I did their open mic once with a friend of mine at, mm-hmm. at Second City, but this had been after doing open mics at you know some dive bars and just the the usual open mic haunts in LA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so after about a year and a half of that, went and did an open mic at Second City. Mm-hmm. It was night and day different in how the audience, you know, the other performers reacted uh-huh. on to, to me on stage or to uh-huh. anyone on stage. It was the most supportive <laughs> group that I had sat yeah. in and with. I could yeah. not believe, and it was all these, it was because it was all improv guys. And, yeah, and, yeah, and that's why, yes. We were like, yeah, yes, yes. and baby. Yes, yeah. and we're so happy. <laughs> Yeah. And, and whereas you go to like the, even the flappers bar, mic, I mean, everywhere else, everyone's on their phone. Yeah. They're not looking at you. Nobody listening down, to, yeah. And if you say something funny, they might look up, Yeah, but they're still quiet, you know? <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so, so was that true. a good experience then? Your first yeah. open mic at Second City? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, that's why I think I didn't, they're supportive, you know, thanks to improv students. Yeah, they listen. Right. Right. This, <laughs> listening right. is the main thing. So yeah. also make them you know, better person, I think, improv. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting uh, yeah. difference in, in demeanor. Yeah. 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 So gotcha. they, they supported me. So I didn't bomb. Right. You know, so, right. Yeah, so then, was... then you felt like you had the comp when you finally went outside of this, this terribly crippling, Mm -hmm. uh or i mean crutch this crutch of an improv existence you had been in <laughs> when you finally ventured into the real world uh, oh, yes. where did you do your open mic where did you first first i think uh, the biggest bomb that i i uh i bombed uh terribly the worst was the fourth wall oh which one which fourth wall maybe at the time there was only the burbank Burbank, always, yeah. it's always Burbank, oh, Burbank. That's where you go every time. Uh, and, and every, and that's the way I got, I bombed every yeah. time. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know what, what's that, what's that, I don't know, that place maybe not good feng shui for me. I don't know. <laughs> maybe so. Uh, okay, so for the listeners and viewers who are, aren't aware, in the before times, there was a chain of uh, these open mic places. There's there's been an, a, an influx of what we call in the in the biz in LA slotted mics. So these are mics where you pay $5 and you go up and it's a group of, you know, 10 people and it's scheduled out by the hour and you go and fourth wall is one of these that had a few different locations throughout Hollywood. So one was, you know, Burbank. I think that's the first location kind of the OG of the fourth yeah. wall slotted <laughs> locations, but it also has a crowd that is, what I found is every location has its own little crowd. Mm. So they had one kind of in hipster-ish kind of Hollywood, younger crowd. They had one, uh, or I, had, I guess they had two in Hollywood that would kind of draw some of the same people. And then they had this one in Burbank that drew out some <laughs> of the saddest middle-aged and elderly men I have ever met in my entire life. <laughs> uh such a great crowd so fun these guys so fun but like they would not give you anything you had yeah. to fight to make these people laugh yeah. for sure yeah gotcha. i think it was a good training too it's, yeah i think it, all the stand-ups we have to go through bombing yeah you gotta bomb i'm gonna bomb but yes. it's just i think that they scarred me so bad that i yeah after the first time I bombed so hard, I didn't go back to, I uh, know, sure. fourth wall for maybe at least six months. Yeah. Ten months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it is, th those bombs can be very scarring. Yeah. And uh, they can shake you. They can shake mm -hmm. you a bit. I think it's yeah. good. You know, I don't think I learn, if I have a set where I crush, I'm like, great. I don't need mm -hmm. to learn anything. But when you bomb, it's like, no, I got to figure out what happened. Yeah, what happened. I think yeah. that is, okay, so I want your thought on this. And then I want to talk to you about religion a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So when you bomb on as an improviser, is there anything that you can learn from the bomb? Or is it just like, In, the you know, improv, we were off tonight, guys. Yeah. Improv, the the our team had a little rule about improv like when we bombed at the show mm -hmm. after the and after the show 
we you know teacher can give us notes but yeah. we teammates we are not allowed to give any notes to each other and oh we even yeah. though no matter how bummed we we have uh, how uh, how if bad, it was bad, all on yeah. steve if steve was one <laughs> who just yeah. tanked the scene you guys weren't allowed to be like hey steve you tanked the scene but it was your fault you came out as a shoe shine boy what are we supposed to do with a shoe shine boy yeah so and you then, couldn't do that you couldn't do that we were just you know we blamed ourselves and then we have to apologize to steve steve i'm sorry we couldn't save your oh, scene god <laughs> See, that's why improvisers are so yes. great and terrible all at the same time. That's the huge, yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. So, and then after, no matter how bad we did, we yeah. have to like high five each other. Right. And we did it. We bombed, but we did it. Man, there were some scenes I've been in where I, I either, I felt like the other person would want to miss on purpose the high five to hit me in the face. Or I would want to do that to somebody else. You're like, hey, man, you didn't need to come out when you came out. Okay? You could have waited. You could have waited. Yeah. Uh, so, and, so uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. It's just some people, like, when two people are doing scene and then people in the back, person in the back, one's, like, anxious to jump into the scene, right? So, like, right. come out and then messed up all the scenes that we're doing instead of saving <laughs> like, yeah yeah well they think i mean the the danger with improv is mm-hmm. they think they are saving it yeah and if but, you're not on board with the way they're saving it it's only going to tank worse, yeah yeah you know? and, and uh yeah Oof. so what kind yeah. of notes i mean do you have like a, a comedy buddy in stand-up that you go to like open mics with or or you're bouncing jokes off of or they see you bomb and you're like hey what happened to me out there like why did that not go well do you have anybody like that for stand-up or um I have like a writing the uh, all-female writing buddies mm-hmm. so like once a like especially now and we meet up on zoom once a week yeah. and we oh, just uh, yeah and do our material for five minutes and the girls give me feedback constructive feedback yeah 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 Yeah. so yeah so that's helpful yeah okay well that's good yeah i think i feel like that is a huge difference with stand if if it bombs it's because of you right yeah Yeah. you know it's like ah i mean sometimes i suppose you can have just a crowd that doesn't get you but finally it's like we're supposed to make the crowd happy so yeah. if we can't do that the then thing. it's really our fault you know, you know you, it's just my fault i i because i recently i had a huge um breakdown mm. i was just not feel like i'm not doing well yeah and so i just oh my god i cried oh. and i don't think i can do this anymore right yeah do you Jeez. have that do you have like lose confidence you Never. seem very pretty Are you <laughs> yes, no, I, know I do all the time um you do yeah, yeah 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 what yeah yeah so there was let's see so i did there there were two kind of big ish gigs that i had over the last couple of weeks one uh-huh. was at a military base where mm-hmm. we did a drive-in style show and a friend of mine organized the whole thing fantastic guy Mm-hmm. and uh he was like hey we're all gonna do you know 25 minutes if you want to stretch cool. it out a little bit 
then stretch it out a little bit. But this yeah. was, you know, so so uh, we'd been in Vegas with the World Series of Comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, that was one of the first times I'd performed live since the before times. Mm-hmm. Then the drive-in show was a couple weeks after Vegas, so I hadn't mm-hmm. really been doing a lot of live, and certainly not to that extent. Yeah, <clears throat> extent, right? Length of time in one in one go. So I was a little nervous mm-hmm. uh, and I always hit this moment kind of before a big gig like that, where I'm like, ah, is my stuff even funny? Do I even want to do this? You know, yeah. is this going to, yeah. is this going to work? Like what's, plus you throw in the drive-in stuff. It's like, ah, how is that going to feel? Is honking mm-hmm. going to be, you know, is that really the same? Um, so yeah, I've, I've experienced that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. fairly frequently, but you know, then, then you get up, you do it. It's like, oh yeah, I, you know, you might not have a killer set, mm-hmm. but you know, if you get a, a laugh or two when you're feeling down, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, okay. I think, <laughs> I think I can keep doing this. I think I can keep doing this. You know, all we need is one. We just need one, one laugh. laugh. And it might not even Got be it. about our joke. It might be someone texting their friend and their friend's like, dude, this guy blows. And they're laughing and we're like, hey, that was great. I murdered that joke. I murdered that joke. Oh man. No, I I think it's pretty, I don't know. I mean, I feel like insecurity is pretty common for for the comedic world, you know, especially for standups. It's a, it's an interesting uh, dichotomy, I suppose. Yeah. We have Um, to, what we go through and like, you know. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's like what we do is most people's worst fear getting up Mm -hmm. on stage and just talking for Mm -hmm. a half hour or whatever we're doing. And, uh, so I think a lot of people think, oh, well, you must be really confident. It's like, well, <laughs> I guess, but I'm m- more just vain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more just <laughs> egotistical. You know? I don't know why. I don't know if confidence is, you know, certainly yeah. part of it. Certainly part of it. Oh, man. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, that's mm-hmm. great. So, okay. Now I want to talk to you about religion. So, mm-hmm. so growing up in Japan, uh, were you fairly religious or or was your family not very religious uh it's weird because my mom is almost like a um atheist okay and and my dad is buddhist got it and like i don't know how their marriage is working so well i don't know they've been married for so long and then they're still like going strong they're they're very i know they have really very good relationship yeah but my well, mom Buddhism doesn't seem like a very exclusionary religion, Mm-mm. right? Buddhism's mm. feel like it's not like some strands of Christianity, where it's like, well, if you're not in our church, then you're not going where we're going, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah. If you just usually they, they don't really, uh, you know, my dad didn't really teach me anything about Buddhism. Oh, or, no, not at all. Yeah. None. He didn't really. Uh, um, he. I know he was medi- meditating, but I uh-huh. never learned how to meditate from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's doing all the chanting sometimes, but um, yeah, I didn't really. Yeah. My and then my mom was uh, because he became atheist because her brother, my uncle, got um, went to wrong you know religious group which was a, a whole scam thing and oh so he got caught yeah. up in a in a scam scam yeah and so she was he, like well then god must not be real yeah and she got so upset because he they took all his retirement money and everything 
Jeez. And what, so, what kind of religion was this, what was the scam professing to be? There was, a, uh, I don't know what type of Buddhism, but they were claiming like a new oh, type of- Oh, but they were a, claiming to be a Buddhist, a Buddhist sect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then there was a guarantee that your retirement will be fine just to basically yeah. give us the money so we would take care of you. <laughs> kind of did thing. they like, I mean, I just don't understand quite how they would get scammy in Buddhism. Was it like, uh, you know, if you give us this amount of money, we'll make sure you come back as a human being or like, right? Because Buddhism re- believes in reincarnation. I just don't under- Yeah. I just don't understand how they would scam people in buddhism because like in in uh you know christianity there's like well you give us money and we will pray to god for you Mm -hmm. or heal you Mm -hmm. or you know there are lots of kinds of you know priestcraft like that in Mm -hmm. christianity but i don't quite understand enough about buddhism to know how they would scam people in buddhism i think it's like very close to that you know same and if you because also I think made because my uncle was very shy, super shy. So mm. he found he felt like he found the place that he can be, and people supports him, oh. and it's someone he can trust. Yeah. And then you know, if you were here with us, you'll be safe. You will be protected. Yeah. And so don't worry about your future. It'll be everything's gonna be okay. They'll have the rigid temple. Yeah, and then then Jeez. everything was there, and then they guaranteed, and then you no, know, um, the not God, but like um, you know, we will basically heal you and help you and all that stuff. Mm. And Got so, it. and then one day he went to the church uh, temple, and everything was gone. No <laughs> nobody way. was Yeah, nobody was there. Wow, so this is like a large scale scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah wow yeah so your your uncle must have been pretty rich to have been worth it no no he or just maybe not was he it a whole community they scammed at the same time yeah he, a lot of people got scammed and then he got just it. took all the money from his uh, retirement account oh my gosh so it was some traveling him. minstrel show that just showed up to these small towns in japan yeah. and were like hey we'll get you to nirvana yeah quicker if you do <laughs> yeah. these things and if you pay us this and then they just scram. Yeah. No and, and so then she, your mom was like, well, Buddhism yeah. is not real. Yeah. So religion, religion is, itself is like, no, nothing. It. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's and then my dad was like, you know, if it's, it, if it helps you, yeah. and then it's any religion is fine kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so he, kind of follow your own path. Yeah. I do whatever you want. so then you you end up in belton texas uh i mean i I imagine you know stereotypically texas is a very christian state Mm -hmm. um so i imagine you got roped into a bunch of christian revivalist meetings and uh churches and all that what what was your i mean did you end up going to church at all in in belton or no because the school was a christian school Oh, it was and a religious school. Religious school. Got it. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. And then, so it's, it was required to go to Sunday church sure. every week. And then, like, this uh, guy came to pick us, you know, uh, from church. This driver came to pick us pick us up every yeah. Sunday. 
and then took us to in a Bible study because my English was our English was so bad and right. I have no idea Bible study what's going on half the right. time <laughs> right. yes. and then, yes. yeah. and then the, I was so confused uh, because the, there's a donuts okay. right and donuts and milk and orange juice right and I one thing I couldn't understand was milk I understand yes but donuts and orange juice. Yeah, I think it's the an either com- or. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, combination. I, right. I couldn't get it. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Milk and donuts, <laughs> fine. Yeah. And you drink the orange juice after. Yeah. Or before. But not with. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. I 100%. was. That was like. That was my first uh, question. <laughs> Exposure. You were like, I don't care what you're teaching. Why is there orange juice with the milk and donuts? Donuts, yeah. I think that's a great, I think that's a great bit. I think that's what you should write. You should write about that. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's very funny. Um, uh, okay, so, but were you ever, you know, like, did you feel ever a connection spiritually to, to, to the Bible studies you were going to, or was it like, I just need to learn English and I have to go here for school? Because <laughs> uh, um, for me, the Bible that I was studying and then the way I, it, for me, it was like almost like a fantasy book. Sure. Yeah, and the things sure. they have, what happened was like, I don't know, is, is it really people believing these things happened or- right. And right. to me, like more fantasy, great fantasy story yeah. and all the miracles and the stuff. And I'm like, yeah. wow. So that was confusing to me. Sure. And then also people who are it was super nice. And then, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the scammy Buddhist church. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then like when we were at the, the uh, what's it called? The ceremony, doing the ceremony, right? Um, yeah um pastor talking but my our english is not good enough to understand what he was saying so yeah. like one of a few of us like i started dozing off right like <laughs> right yeah because you have no idea what's going on yeah right so then charge people was okay bye see you next week anyway got dropped off and then immediately they complain about us <laughs> not like, the other members of the congregation yeah they uh, were telling school that uh, you know we were not really focusing on you know gotcha the, wait so, how did you even know how did you hear did you go back to bible study and the teacher was like uh you guys need to <laughs> step it up or was the school maybe the school was like you guys need to step it up i don't know what you're doing but it's not so, enough it's a, it's a, yeah they told that um there's a, a counselor they're taking helping us Right. You know, bunch right. of us, you know, exchange students. Yeah. So the, the claim goes to go to counselor, and the counselor was telling us, "Hey, yeah. you guys, don't hey. fall asleep. Don't they take a nap." Hate you. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to be better. Better. Gotcha. Oh my gosh, that's so awful. That's great. Anyway, we were that's like great. like nineteen, twenty years old. You know, yeah. we were like, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and you have no idea what's going on. I mean, they don't—they don't appreciate the fact this is a second language. Yeah. Why don't they go to a Buddhist meeting in Japanese? See how they feel. They might fall asleep. Yeah. As well. Oh my goodness! All right. Yeah. So then you go back to Japan. Then you come back to Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. I mean, where? So where do you stand spiritually now? Uh, do you feel any connection to anything yes, outside, I'm... or no? 
I'm one of those like uh, I'm a spiritual but not religious kind of person. Like, Typical I'm just, LA. Yeah, You're yeah, so very. LA. It's so LA. You know, this yeah. is a, this is how lost I am. Uh-huh. I'm learning how to do med- meditation from white lady. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, it. Yeah, so things that I should supposed to yeah. learn in well, my country. You, right. Why can't you call your dad up and be like, "Hey, man." That's the thing, you know, Japanese dad, they don't, they, they don't really talk, you know, yeah. they don't really communicate with <laughs> sure, sure, the kids. Sure. I got to say, I don't think, you know, I know that uh, Asian men have a few stereotypes, you know, being mm-hmm. sort of soft-spoken, uh, not communicating is just a guy thing. I don't think mm-hmm. that has anything to do mm-hmm. with where your dad's from. I think it's just because he's a dude. Yeah, he's a dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I mean, he might yeah. respond to you if you ask him directly. Maybe yeah, I not. think so. I, I think if I asked, and then yeah, because my parents didn't really teach me anything. My mom didn't teach me how to cook or oh. you know, tradition, tra- yeah. traditional stuff. That right. how to make. I, I didn't. She didn't tell me, but and I didn't ask. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So, so right now you're spiritual. Do you follow, like, are you crystals spiritual? Are you horoscope spiritual? When I'm, you say spiritual, kind of what does that mean? What does that mean for you? I, I do meditation. It helps mm. me a lot. And, and yes, because I, I was learning from meditation from yeah, white lady. So, yoga, of course, I have a yoga Stacy. Yeah. Oh, you've got a crystal. <laughs> crystal. You have a crystal. I got a crystal. So, which crystal is that? I don't know. I don't it even know. I know. I have no idea. I paid. I bet. I paid fifty bucks for this. So I don't know. <laughs> Man, talk about priestcraft and scams. I. Know. I, I know. Jeez, <laughs> what is that one supposed to do? Because each crystal is supposed to have a certain, you know, power. Yeah. How I think I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, then there you I go. was just told that like if you see you no know, going going to the store, yeah, and then look at the stones, and then if you feel like you know drawn to you one. drawn to it, and then yeah. you see this is the one, and you will know which one to get it. It's like okay. so. It's like dating. You went yeah. in to date, <laughs> figure out which stone you want to be yeah. with for the rest of your life. Wow. And That's I chose amazing. this one. So. I mean, given the fact that you're dating a black man, you chose the whitest <laughs> stone you possibly could have. I know, dude, he makes fun of me because all I do is a white, white people's thing. Right, yeah. I mean, crystals is a white people thing. I mean, to be fair, dating a black guy is also a white, a white thing man. to do now. Yeah. So I think you're good. Yeah. I think you're good. Yeah. You checked I think off all the boxes. Yeah. I think inside I'm a, a white person. Right. Oh my yeah. gosh. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is great. Uh, okay. So, uh, all right. Last question. And then we'll get to the segment yeah. that I love most because it's okay. all about me. Uh, yeah. But last question. <laughs> is there an afterlife? Do you believe in an afterlife? Are you, do we all exist after this life or is this it? See, I don't know, but mm. I, I uh, if I can get to choose... Yeah, I wanna uh, I wanna choose reincarnation. I think it's fun. It's it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the Buddhist faith, right, Mm -hmm. you're reincarnated kind of based on how well you lived your previous life. Mm -hmm. Is that the kind of reincarnation you would want, where you could come back as a tree or a dog, or you know, or or is it like only people? I only want to come back as a different person. 
Yeah, that's the one thing I don't know. But I want to I wanna come back as a human. Sure. <laughs> I hope. Right. I mean, it might be cool to be cool. An, an eagle or something. Yeah. And it, but, I don't know. But I don't think I want to be... I want to meet my, because we were saying that, it, uh, you know, your next life, you will meet same people. You, oh, you know, so your So your dad might be, next life, your dad might be your brother. Uh, your mom oh, okay. might so be your. So you always come back as people, people. in the Buddhist faith. Yeah. So you like never you never like come back as a tree or something. Um, I don't know. It's a animal or but we're saying that we will meet again got as it. A yeah so it doesn't but it doesn't mean that it's going to be a same relationship got it oh, and, okay. but, but we will need by... yeah surrounded oh, by interesting. same people interesting yeah yeah so okay. i want to meet my sister again but um yeah. i don't know uh yeah i don't want to come back as a dog or you know <laughs> sure, sure as a person as a good person, as a person yeah right Maybe but as a I white woman. Don't I don't know. I don't maybe. maybe. <laughs> who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Who cares? Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, oh, that's great. I love it. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, I. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. What's the deal with Mormons with I Yoshihara? What questions do you have for me? I'm so excited. So like. <laughs> Good. Good. Okay. When I when I when I was in Japan, I saw this documentary about Mormon people. Right. Oh sure. Yes, and then this guy was living in a ranch, and he had a twenty-nine wives. Right. And then, and he didn't work, yeah. and he all the, his wives, of course, has to work, right? Because they have, sure. they have so many kids yeah. too. Yeah. So, like, and I felt like they were like, like a lions. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the lionesses king, going out yeah, hunting. Yeah, and hunting wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do a joke like this. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, like, is, like, is this still happening in real days? No? No, 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 no. Oh. So, so my faith stopped practicing polygamy as kind of a mainstream thing in the uh -huh. late 1800s. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, put down. A, a lot of people ended up moving to uh, Mexico. There were quite uh -huh. a few Mormons from Utah who were still practicing polygamy that were actually sent to Mexico by the church being like, hey, we still need, you know, to populate the world with Mormon kids. Uh -huh. So with members of our church. So it's illegal now in the United States to practice polygamy. Why don't you go to Mexico and continue doing it in Mexico? So so wow. they're, they're uh, yeah, there was a joke. I don't know if you watched uh, Arrested Development or not. Mm -mm. Uh, okay. Anyway, there's a joke in there about Mexican Mormons who, who were polygamists. It's true. It's true. There were for sure uh, polygamous colonies in Mexico. Yeah. Wow. That, no, it, I... it stopped as a mainstream practice in the late 1800s in the United States. So no more. Nobody does can have that many. No one in the mainstream faith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh -huh. can practice polygamy without being excommunicated. That is kicked oh. out. Of, uh, kicked out of the faith. So really? there are communities in Central Utah uh -huh. that are not members of our faith. I think they call themselves Mormons or they call themselves kind of members of the community of Christ or church of Christ or something mm -hmm. um, that do still practice polygamy, but they are not, they're not official members of my faith. 
Oh, right. wow. Right. So it is, it is wow, a practice okay. that is not, uh, not condoned because it's, because it's illegal. I will say, I will say the caveat here is that um, the church has never come out to say polygamy itself is an evil practice that will mm-hmm. never be done again. Mm-hmm. They've only, essentially, they've only said, well, we're not practicing polygamy because it is illegal Mm -hmm. and societal you know it's not really acceptable with society Mm -hmm. you know there's not a huge movement within my faith to bring polygamy back um but Mm -hmm. but that being said it's not like a practice you know it's not it's something that we do not practice currently Mm -hmm. it is illegal society doesn't really look on it very favorably Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really not necessary any longer. Yeah, as far as I, I I just read about it a little bit, and it is a back then. There's a women were outnumbered men, right? A lot more women at that time, so they want women to experience being married. Right. Married. So yeah, there are a few different reasons that uh, that that have been hypothesized or given out as reasons that polygamy was instituted in the Mm. early 1800s with my faith. One um, was, yeah, there were just a a lot of men died because Mm -hmm. of the harsh living environment. And, you know, we were also uh, hunted a little bit in Missouri Mm -hmm. when my church was in Missouri. Um, And so men ended up getting in conflicts and dying. They were, uh, yeah. And, and, there were also men who, you know, were kind of just sent out on missions and stuff that uh-huh. uh, either were, you know, that weren't married at the time. And anyway, you know, it was just, there was an influx of, of, of some, so there was a number disparity of men to women. That's part of the, the issue, I think. The other issue, uh, or another part of the issue is um, early saints, you know, early members of the church had a certain mm-hmm. understanding about how you get into heaven, mm-hmm. which was, you know, in order to make it to our highest level of heaven, what we call exaltation, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, the celestial kingdom, you needed to be married. And so oh. there was a practice to marry people in this life, just to make sure ah, that they were covered for the next life. And, you know, that understanding has evolved, but that was yeah. another big reason. And then the final reason was, yeah, just more, more kids, you know, we needed more members of our faith to spread mm-hmm the gospel so it kind of you know it all i guess kind of fit together um oh interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and yeah. even at the time polygamy was a calling essentially mm-hmm. people were not just told you know go out and find as many wives as you can it was you know we were calling you as a couple you know the jones we're calling you mr and mrs jones brother and sister jones to to be part of this polygamist practice that we are instituting as a faith mm-hmm. so if you're both okay with that then then we're going to do that's what we'd like you to do we'd like brother jones to take another wife um oh. that's so you know that's a very short even though it doesn't sound short that's a simplified we could talk about polygamy for forever wow. uh, i mean it's still an element of our culture not that we practice it at all but mm-hmm. you know it was a part of our history and yeah. um, i, I and joke then- with my wife about it all the time and she's like well I'm going to kill you. And no, that's <laughs> never going to happen in our house. So. Well, I was, another, my, another question was like, if, you know, if you can, if men can have another wife and then men can have another husband, it doesn't work that way. It does Just, not work that way. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, this is one kind of, 
point that is still uh, very much a part of the church, which is um, in our temples, we perform marriages and a religious um, ordinance that we call a sealing. So we, mm-hmm. we marry men and women together and we seal them together, which is to say that they will be married or together forever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even after this life. Mm-hmm. So, oh. so you can, even now a man, you know, marries a woman, gets sealed in the temple and then the wife dies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get remarried. So he gets remarried to a woman who has uh, never been married before mm-hmm. and they get married and, and he can actually take her through the temple and say, I'm married, you know, we're going to get married and we're going to get sealed. Mm-hmm. And that means he's going to be together with maybe two women, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of yeah. going to be sorted out in the next life, but he can be sealed to more than one woman. A woman woman. who has a husband who dies and gets remarried, uh, she cannot get sealed to another man without, (gasps) without breaking, you know, having the, you know, essentially going through another ordinance or, or formality where her original sealing is broken. Wow. Yeah. See, that's the part The like, mm, women always get like, you know, well, I mean, you know, if, if, if it's, like, I believe it's real that they'll be together forever. So mm-hmm. if she, you know, if she married a guy that she really loved mm-hmm. and he dies before she does and, mm-hmm. and is young enough where she still wants to marry somebody else because she doesn't want to spend 40 years alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, either way, she's ending up forever with a guy that she really loved. Yeah. You know, and I, I assume it'll kind of all be sorted out in the end if she ends up, you know, well, I really love my second husband, even mm. though I couldn't be sealed to him. I, I think that's going to be sorted out mm. in the end. But for whatever reason, uh, yeah, it's still a little bit of a sticky point in, mm-hmm. in this life. Yeah. So, so you guys are in, like divorce is not allowed. I wouldn't say yeah. it's not allowed. I mean, it's certainly um, discouraged within my faith but it's it's allowed and and mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point i think now where the divorce rates in the church and out of the church are mm-hmm. are identical oh really i think it's just as often now yeah yeah oh. i i mean i i suppose there's a little bit of a social stigma for couples that get divorced but I, I don't think it's quite as bad now as it was even when I was growing up as far mm. as like, oh, there's something wrong with the Petersons or whatever, you know, um, it's, I think people understand now that, you know, sometimes you get married too young or, you know, yeah. you, you, you marry the wrong person, you know, it's, <coughs> you marry someone that's abusive or that's manipulative yeah. or, you know, and then what do you do? I mean, we, you shouldn't force someone to be together with someone that's treating them poorly, you know, mm-hmm. or if they're just not happy, you know, mistakes happen. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not encouraged to get a divorce. Couples are encouraged to seek therapy, help talk about it, you know, mm. do as much as you can to keep the, the spark alive. Uh-huh. But, but finally, yeah, divorce, divorce is allowed, not, not desired i don't think but it's allowed yeah so speaking of the ceiling like do you how old were you when you got married i was 24 24 wow yeah. so yeah. and then you guys are both 24 and then 
I was I was 24. My wife was 22. 22? She yeah. was so just she just got out of the school, or she... we were both in our last year of of college at wow. uh, at BYU. Yeah. Wow. But you but you knew she's the one, and then I mean, we thought so. Mm, so wow. far, so good. Yeah. So yeah. you seems like you guys are doing really well. I hope so. You know, every yeah. day, every it's day by day. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we're doing pretty well. I mean, yeah. every relationship is tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you were married before, right? Yeah, I gave yeah. up after I gave up after four years. Well, so I'm I'm yeah. a creator. So. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd say give up after four years. It sounds like you gave it a good college try, quite literally. <laughs> yeah, most colleges four years. So <laughs> I think you did it. I think you did it. I did it. Yeah, yeah. But so I needed far, so good for us. Um, yeah, that's but, you great. Know, yeah, every yeah. relationship is tough. And yeah, you could date someone. Um, I don't know, I guess dating in the in, in my faith is a little bit different, because there's no option to like live together for a while before getting married. You know, oh. you're, not, you're not having sex before you get married. So there are a lot of things that you kind of discover about the, the other person, as you actually live together. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow. But, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's always work, you know, to, to stay in love. It takes work, it takes effort. Yeah. It's so like it, after it's, a while, the love is like, is it work? Yeah, I mean, I think love is always work. work. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think you can be uh, kind of, I don't know. I don't know if you saw Disney's Bambi. Did you ever see Bambi? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's the word Twitter pated. You know, you can be infatuated with someone. You can kind of be attracted to someone. And that's not Uh work. That just happens, I think, naturally. But to really love somebody, that's work. I think Mm -hmm. that's always work. Yeah. Yeah. It's work, yeah. You know, it takes, it it really takes effort to make someone else happy. And, uh, or, or, you know, to try, to try to help others be happy. That takes work. But I feel like I can see you, you know, being trying to be a good husband and trying to be good to your wife. And yeah. I can see, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It's yeah. like a good Christian facade. Yeah. It's just oh. niceness on the outside. <laughs> I try. I mean, you know, we all, we all make I, efforts, right? I got fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Are you watching true crime documentaries? These are all Some... <laughs> good Christian people that are hacking each other up out there. <laughs> yeah i mean we tr- yeah she she and i try and we've been uh i feel super fortunate to mm-hmm. to, to have found her and and feel like it's been working so yeah and i think it's a great that you're decided to support her career and into staying being staying dad i think that's a right i mean that's a really, huge sacrifice on yeah. my part so tough so tough <laughs> stay home with the kids and then do stand up and um yeah. But it worked out. Like you want what you want to do is yeah. require. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, truth know. is for stay at home, any stay at home parents that are listening, watching. Yeah, it's work. It is work. That that is it's tough to be a stay at home parent. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like even you know some people I think harbored this thought. I certainly thought, oh, I'm gonna have more time during the pandemic. You know, no, I have I have less time now. I have less time now. <laughs> wow. and it's so frustrating. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, every relationship is work, family is work. And that's why it's not always fun to be around family. (laughs) You know, 
because it's work. It's work to be with these people. But, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but you know, I think in the end, it's all worth it, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're always, I, I feel like the good moments vastly outweigh the bad, even though the bad sometimes feel all consuming, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyhow. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like um, I we, I think we talked about this before, and like in like women with mom friends, they always like sometimes get together and you know vent, right? Drinking and you know how hard it is being a mom and a right, single mom. Right. But Not so men, much drinking in my faith, but yeah, yes, yeah, that's same, right, that's same, right. Same. They usually eat cookies or brownies, or brownies, a tea, yeah. or right. but men, you guys don't really vent, right? Like, I mean. Yeah, you know, uh, that's true. Yeah, men men typically don't really talk about their feelings. If there are, I, I think my wife, she, so she's a career woman. She will run into other career women who mm-hmm. also end up having a, a stay-at-home husband. Oh. Um, and so early, early in our arrangement, uh, my wife would come home and be like, oh my gosh, I just talked to, I don't know, you know, Shirley. I just talked to Shirley and her husband's a stay-at-home dad too. You guys mm-hmm. should connect. <laughs> and I kept telling her, like, I'm not, you can give me his contact. I'm not going to call him. I don't know Jason. You know, I don't know who that is. I'm not just going to call him out of the blue. I'm not going to form a group. We're not going to do that. I'm sure he's fine. And I'll, I'm fine. I'm fine. Trying to like, hook you guys up, and then right. that, stay a, home there guy. was a lot of that. I mean, not a lot, but there was some of that early on, and I was just like, wow. I don't. So, yeah, men men don't really bond, I don't think, over those kinds of arrangements. Yeah. But I've certainly, I mean, comedy, you know, stand up for me is a huge outlet, and I, I have you know, stand up friends that I'll text or talk to on the phone. My wife is like, Oh my gosh, you're dating. This, this comic friend of yours, you guys are basically dating. He calls you all the time. You're calling him like, geez, Louise. So I, I found a good community and a good outlet doing stand-up. Mm. Um, but not not much with the other stay-at-home dads. We, we're not really getting <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah, there's not much we're going to commiserate about, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Okay, as long as you have somewhere, you know, you right, can. Right. Yeah. I have an outlet. I have okay, an outlet, good, 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 good. Which is good. You know, this is con- <laughs> podcasting, stand up. It's, so, all, it's all part of it. That's yeah, it's good. all part of it. I think that's what's been so difficult about the pandemic for a lot of stay at home parents is that, you know, there was always at least one time during the week when you could go out and you were mm-hmm. going to do brunch or you were going to do dinner yeah. or you were going to do a ladies night or a guys night or whatever. Right. But you were going to get out of the house. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was stand up for me it was like late nights I'm out mm-hmm. doing stuff. And then I'm home with the family during the day and you can't, you can't go out now. You can't go yeah. out anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, for people who were working, they have relationships Yes, you know, they're doing outside. stuff on Zoom. They're mm-hmm. doing stuff, you know, out of the office, but connected with people for stay-at-home parents. It's like, well, you got, guess what? You got nobody now. You got nobody because yeah. <laughs> you have no time to do, you know, a book club over Zoom. Like that's not, you know, so I yeah. think it's tough. It's been tough for it's the stay-at-home dope. parents, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, man, our world, we would have imploded for, had it not been for technology like mm-hmm. this. Like, I know. Can you imagine? It, like, oh yeah. my gosh. 
oh my god we will be like so many people will commit suicide and i, I, I think yeah, yeah. i think it's, we pick up a book Ugh. yeah <laughs> actually, actually read, read? yeah <laughs> oh my goodness me yeah so well, yeah oh man was that it was that all your no, questions I have... you just want to talk about Oh, I have a question. I have a question. Okay. Good. So, so. Good. Because I met, when I was in school, I had, uh, I met this girl and she said she converted to um, Mormon mm-hmm. because, so she can get free education. Oh. She went to school, university in yeah. Utah and then, and she didn't want to pay for the tuition. So she converted to. Interesting. And then, then she got free. Is that is it I education? I wonder if that's an arrangement with her parents. I don't know. I don't know huh. why that would be the case. So um, I guess here's the other thing I will say is uh, I was actually talking to one of my uh, comedian friends about this the other day. So, so my yearly tuition at Brigham uh-huh. Young University was $10,000 when I went. A year? A year. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, I mean, that's great. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. So most yeah. universities are like $60,000 a year. Yeah. BYU was 10. So I, for members of my faith, you, uh-huh. you, you know, if you go to a, a BYU or a BYU Idaho or a BYU Hawaii, you, you spend a lot less in education yeah. oh. or, or for education. Uh, and then you can get kind of scholarships on top of that. So yeah, yeah I, I went uh, with a half scholarship and was paying like two thousand dollars. You know, oh wow, thousand dollars for the year. So I I heard like Mormon the religious religion. You guys, uh, you know, I mean, I heard you guys have a hundred billion like stock or whatever. <sighs> they guys have so much right. money, and so you know, so, one of the richest. <laughs> I don't know if we're one of the richest. I think Scientology still has a lot of money for whatever oh, really? reason. Mm-hmm. I think the Catholics still have a lot of money in, in sort of real estate holdings, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, we have a hundred billion. There was a story that broke now, I think three, four or five months ago uh-huh. of, of, our, of our church's kind of slush fund that has a, a hundred <laughs> yeah. billion, hundred yeah. billion saved up. It really was yeah. a management fund that, you know, an investment fund that has uh-huh. been managed by a small group within the church headquarters mm-hmm. that has just done very well with the yeah. investments that they've, that they've had. And so, yeah, they have, they have now a, a stockpile of a hundred yeah. billion, hundred billion dollars. Oh, um, like, wow. Which is, it's like, yeah. Which is astounding. Which is astounding. So, so do you think that's why you guys, so, okay. No, you... it's actually a separate pot of money. So that hundred oh. billion is all from investments that they've made and, uh, and you know, uh, kind of won, right? In, in uh-huh. the investment markets. The money that, that goes to uh, building and maintaining church buildings, temples, and uh-huh. the schools is all out of tithing money. So, so every member of my faith, pays 10% of their income as tithing every every year. So, so that tithing money goes to pay for, you know, the universities. And uh, so, so they are heavily subsidized. The universities are heavily subsidized by the tithing money that members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are, are, are giving. 
Wow. So, oh, wow. So even though you don't live in Utah anymore, but you guys still donate, I mean, give 10%. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of, it's part of our faith, right? It's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's it's actually one of the things that we need to do if we want to go through the temple when the temples Mm -hmm. are finally able to open again after Mm -hmm. the, after this pandemic. Yeah. It's part of, yeah. Tithing part. It's a commandment. Yeah, wow. that, that we still live by to give ten percent. Mm-hmm. Wow! Even though, like, right now you're you're not working. Your wife is the only one working, yeah. but still, like, well, you, whatever you, the household, whatever the household brings in, ten uh-huh. percent to the to the church. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I have one more question. Yeah, go for it. So it seems like uh, uh, like the way you are, you're very open to in anybody. You know, you're sure. super like uh, open. Like, yeah. but um, I is it is it like? Do you mean me personally or my? Faith? You per, you know, my person, you're personally the sure. way you are. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but I was wondering like um, the other religion group um, uh, as a Mormon, you guys are open for L- LGBT people. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, I think I think this is uh, we we want everybody to attend. We we mm-hmm. think everybody is just a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints in the making. Okay, if you're not mm-hmm. already one of us, you will be eventually. That's that's our standpoint on it. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, I mean, so that being said, though, I don't know that everybody would truly be comfortable being a member of of my church. Uh, part of the reason, and so we're open to having everybody attend LGBTQ plus come on in. Okay. Part of the issue though, with, with that community is that, uh, you know, like I have a, I have a gay cousin, I've had gay friends who it's tough to be like, Hey, you know, you can be a member of our faith, but you cannot have sexual relations with who you love. Right. I mean, essentially like you can't, you can't get married to someone uh-huh. of your same gender and uh-huh. be a full standing member of my faith. Oh, wow. Those, those things don't coincide. So, so we are accepting of the person, uh-huh. but we do still believe that the practice of homosexuality uh-huh. is, is a, is an incorrect practice. I see. So they can't get married. They, they, they can't uh, get ceremony. well they certainly like yeah where it stands right now we don't we don't have you know gay marriages conducted in Mm -hmm. our temples and they're not being sealed to their same-sex partner no no but they can be a member of the yeah they can be a member member. uh i mean as far as i know the way it works now and this has been kind of in flux over the last few years um there, there was recently, you know, within the last five years, there was a policy where if, if you were essentially, if you were, you know, married as a gay couple, uh, you were, uh, you know, I don't know that they were excommunicated or declared apostates or exactly what the difference is there. But yeah, you, you were not going through the temple as a same-sex couple. Um, mm. You're not, you know, you could attend church, but I think I don't know that you would be allowed to partake of the sacrament as a same-sex couple. I have no idea about that. My gut would be to say not Mm -hmm. because we still consider homosexuality 
uh, an impure, unholy practice, right? Mm. But that's different than saying people who are homosexual. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I get into sort of arguments-ish with friends of mine about this, mm-hmm. but it is different than saying, you know, we accept the person, we accept the person, we don't accept the practice. So mm. if, you are, if you are a homosexual person coming through the doors to our church and you're not practicing, you know, homosexual sex, uh, then you're great. You're great. You know, you're doing, you're doing all that everybody else is doing, right? You're doing yeah. your best. Uh-huh. And so that's okay. But if you're going to start, you know, like, I guess the other example is we believe in monogamy uh-huh. and uh, celibacy before marriage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, same for someone, if you're having, if you're having heterosexual sex outside of your marriage, mm-hmm. you're also not going to be considered a great member of my faith. You're not going to mm-hmm. be allowed to take the sacrament if you're being honest about your practices, right? So it's a similar idea to that in the sense of oh. we believe in sexual purity, uh-huh. <coughs> that sex really has to be done within and only within the bonds of marriage. Oh, wow. But, but, you know, we don't, we do not accept homosexual marriage as a religious marriage. So even though, you know, you're married as a gay couple, my faith doesn't recognize that as then a right to practice homosexual sex and be, mm-hmm. you know, full members of, of my faith. Oh. So that's where it gets a little bit sticky. Yeah. A little confusing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit tricky. Yeah, tricky. Um, right, right. But I mean, you know, we, I, I firmly believe that my faith allows and loves all people. Mm-hmm. We do ask that people change, you know, everybody yeah. needs to change, everyone needs to improve. We look at it as, uh, you know, an improvement, right? You're, you're giving up a certain aspect of yourself that, that, mm-hmm. that in my gospel, is uh is unholy so yeah. as as a besides uh, your religion as a you as a seth yeah do you do you think it's if it's it's not inside your uh religion it, right. if it's outside do you think it's okay for the um same-sex marriage is okay yeah me personally i mean i think i i think look whatever I don't know that, uh, that the God I believe in mm-hmm. looks on homosexuality as this is 100% fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think my God looks on that that mm-hmm. way. Uh, but does he still love all of us? Yes, mm-hmm. he does. Uh, I think, you know, even now with, with some of the transgender stuff and gender, you know, fluidity, I, I think it's more gender confusion Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i I think a lot of that's going to be sort of sorted out right Uh i think that'll be all sorted out in Uh in the afterlife um Mm -hmm. do i think it's okay for people to do that i mean am Mm -hmm. i bothered by it personally that they're doing that no Mm -hmm. like i don't you know if you want to have gay sex have gay sex i don't care Mm -hmm. i don't care one way or the other but if if it's a matter of you know me saying that's good i don't know that i would say it's good Mm-hmm. Um, but is it bad? I don't know that I would say it's bad either. Uh, mm. as long, you know, it's, it's sort of like, I, I definitely follow this kind of, well, if it's not hurting anybody, 
Mm -hmm. I can understand why you would feel like it's acceptable for society, Mm -hmm. but I think society and religious or spiritual morality, I think those are two different moralities. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't believe in imposing, you know, I, I served a mission, right? So that meant I went out and knocked on doors and essentially advertised my religion and said, hey, you want to join my faith because it's the only way you're making it into heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. But do mm-hmm. I believe that it's my responsibility now to like impose it? Or was it then? No, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to impose my faith or my religious morality on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can I have an opinion on it? Yeah, I can have an opinion on it. Yeah, and yeah. It's fine if, you know, it's fine if we disagree. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine, right? As long as you're not also imposing your spiritual morality on mm-hmm. me, you know, I think yeah. that's where our society right now is kind of confused and breaking down. I think where... that's a great, because of the way you are, like said, you know, you believe your religion, mm-hmm. but if, you know, you don't impose your you know, belief to others. And then that's, uh, um, that's like when I was in Texas and mm-hmm. if um, people are like you, then I think I had more open and trying to study more. But sure. I, yeah, because I, I, that's how I felt was in Texas. Like they were like, oh, if you are not Christian from yeah. right off the bat, if you're not Christian, you're not one of us we we can't we can't love you basically (laughs) right well yeah yeah. and there is there is also I think an element of like well we feel so badly for you that you're not one of us Mm -hmm. because you know you're gonna go to hell (laughs) right and there's not that I don't feel that same uh call it fervor when Mm -hmm. it comes to people who are not of my faith uh I I feel like you know if you're happy that's great I think that's that should be goal number one. Be happy, yeah. be nice to people. Goal number one, goal number two. That's mm-hmm. but if you're searching for something, yeah, to help you be happier, that's where I feel inclined to be like, hey, well, maybe it's your faith. Maybe mm-hmm. my faith could help you. It's made me happy. I feel like my faith has helped me to be happy. Maybe it'll help you to be happy. You know, if people are like, no, that will not help me be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's <Okay>. fine. <laughs> that's cool though. Yeah. So was that yeah. it? Yep. Was that that's it? it. Did we do it? That's yes, we did it. Thank Fantastic. you. Thank you. you. Ans- Thank answered you. Answered all the questions I was I would ask. All right. That's great. Well, you will get your free copy of the Book of Mormon and yeah. <laughs> unless you know, if you want it, that's great. Yeah. Okay. If not, I'm not gonna send it to you. Um <laughs> It's not a requirement. <laughs> anyway, anything you want to plug before we close up? This has been such a great, great conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I uh, you can find me on Instagram. My name Ayoshihara number three, or my TikTok. There were two uh, other Ayoshiharas. Yes, there are some Ayoshiharas. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! Um, or I trying to do Ayoshihara? Uh, no, because Ayoshihara. But, uh, with a Twitter, uh-huh. so Twitter won't. So uh, Instagram didn't allow me to use the same. Right, right, right. Because they have different username yes. databases. Yeah, so I, but I skipped one and two. I just jumped to three. Oh, yeah. so you just went with three? Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I love yep. it. It's a religiously symbolic number for me, right? Three oh, members yeah? of the Godhead. Yeah, three members of you know, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. 
right? Oh. Holy Spirit. So three, three is a nice religious number. So we get it. Oh, get it. I thought this was a three is also comedy, you know. Yeah, three. that too. <laughs> that fine, fine. That too. Just yeah. to bring it full circle, it's why comedy and religion go so well together. Yes, exactly. Because yeah, because of the number three, and that's really it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can find you on Twitter, Instagram. Are you are you got a YouTube channel? Are you doing any and, podcasting of your own? Uh, not yet, but I want to. Ah, sure. Yeah, and you're gonna right. be my guest. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> you let me know. You let me know yes. when that's when that's popping. I'll, I'd yeah. be happy to. I would be Yay. honored. I'd be honored. And I, Yoshihara, and I host a Flappers Open Mic on Zoom every Saturday at 8.30 Pacific. It is open to everyone. If you Mm -hmm. want it, DM me or I on Instagram, I think is probably the easiest way to do it. Mm -hmm. We'll send you, we'll send you the link. It's free. It's free to join the Zoom mic. We love having people there every Saturday at 8.30 Pacific. And we usually run about an hour, hour and a half, maybe uh it's a good time join join us a little earlier so we can talk and get to know each other too yeah we open the room at 8 pacific 8 p.m pacific every saturday (gasps) until until the after times i guess (laughs) they might just keep us on zoom forever knowing (laughs) yeah see see what happens put us on zoom forever (laughs) fantastic i thank you so much for joining me tonight thank you so much for having me absolutely it's fun Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. All right. You have a good week. Thanks, you too.